Part Two of American Cookery by Amelia Simmons. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. We proceed to roots and vegetables, and the best cook cannot alter the first quality. They must be good, or the cook will be disappointed. Potatoes take rank for universal use, profit, and easy acquirement. The smooth skin, known by the name of house potato, is the most mealy and richest flavored. The yellow rusticoat next best. The red and the red rusticoat are tolerable, and the yellow Spanish have their value. Those cultivated from imported seed on sandy or dry loamy lands are best for table use, though the red or either will produce more in rich, loamy, highly manured garden grounds. New lands in a sandy soil afford the richest flavored, and most mealy potato much depends on the ground on which they grow, more on the species of potatoes planted, and still more from foreign seeds. And each may be known by attention to connoisseurs, for a good potato comes up in many branches of cookery, as herein after prescribed. All potatoes should be dug before the rainy seasons in the fall, well dried in the sun, kept from frost and dampness during the winter. In the spring removed from the cellar to a dry loft and spread thin, and frequently stirred and dried, or they will grow and be thereby injured for cookery. A roast potato is brought on with roast beef, a steak, a chop, or fricassee. Good boiled with a boiled dish. Make an excellent stuffing for a turkey, water, or wild fowl. Make a good pie, and a good starch for many uses. All potatoes run out, or depreciate in America. A fresh importation of the Spanish might restore them to table use. It would swell this treatise too much to say everything that is useful to prepare a good table, but I may be pardoned by observing that the Irish have preserved a genuine mealy-rich potato for a century which takes rank of any known in any other kingdom, and I have heard that they renew their seed by planting and cultivating the seed-ball which grows on the tine. The manner of their managing it to keep up the excellency of that root would better suit a treatise on agriculture and gardening than this, and be inserted in a book which would be read by the farmer instead of his amiable daughter. If no one treats on the subject, it may appear in the next edition. Onions The Madeira white is best in market, esteemed softer flavored, and not so fiery, but the high red, round, hard onions are the best. If you consult cheapness, the largest are best. If you consult taste and softness, the very smallest are the most delicate, and used at the first tables. Onions grow in the richest, highest cultivated ground, and better and better, year after year, on the same ground. Beets grow on any ground, but best on loam, or light gravel grounds. The red is the richest and best approved. The white has a sickish sweetness which is disliked by many. Parsnips are a valuable root, cultivated best in rich old grounds and doubly deep ploughed, late sown, they grow thrifty, and are not so prongy. They may be kept anywhere and anyhow, so that they do not grow with heat, or are nipped with frost. If frosted, let them thaw in earth. They are richer flavored when ploughed out of the ground in April, having stood out during the winter, though they will not last long after and commonly more sticky and hard in the centre. Carrots are managed as it respects ploughing and rich ground, similarly to parsnips. The yellow are better than the orange or red. Middling-sized, that is, a foot long and two inches thick at the top end, 
are better than overgrown ones. They are cultivated best with onions, sowed very thin and mixed with other seeds, while young or six weeks after sown, especially if with onions on true onion ground. They are good with veal cookery, rich in soups, excellent with hash, in May and June. Garlics, though used by the French, are better adapted to the uses of medicine than cookery. Asparagus. The mode of cultivation belongs to gardening. Their business is only to cut and dress. The largest is best. The growth of a day sufficient, six inches long, and cut just above the ground. Many cut below the surface, under an idea of getting tender shoots, and preserving the bed. But it enfeebles the root. Dig round it, and it will be wet with the juices. But if cut above ground, and just as the dew is going off, the sun will either reduce the juice or send it back to nourish the root. It's an excellent vegetable. Parsley, of the three kinds, the thickest and branchiest is the best, is sown among onions or in a bed by itself, may be dried for winter use, though a method which I have experienced is much better. In September I dig my roots, procure an old thin stave dry cask, bore holes an inch diameter in every stave, six inches asunder round the cask, and up to the top. First take a half bushel of rich garden mold, and put into the cask. Then run the roots through the staves, leaving the branches outside. Press the earth tight about the root within, and thus continue on through the respective stories, till the cask is full. It being filled, run an iron bar through the center of the dirt in the cask, and fill with water, let stand on the south and east side of a building till frosty night, then remove it, by slinging a rope round the cask, into the cellar, where, during the winter, I clip with my scissors the fresh parsley, which my neighbors or myself have occasion for, and in the spring transplant the roots in the bed in the garden, or in any unused corner, or let stand upon the wharf or the wash-shed. It's an useful mode of cultivation, and a pleasurably tasted herb, and much used in garnishing viands. Radish. Salmon-colored is the best, purple next best, white turnip. Each are procured from southern seeds annually. They grow thriftiest sown among onions. The turnip radish will last well through the winter. Artichokes. The Jerusalem is best, are cultivated like potatoes, though their stalks grow seven feet high and may be preserved like the turnip radish or pickled they like horseradish once in the garden can scarcely ever be totally eradicated ploughing or digging them up with that view seems at times rather to increase and spread them cucumbers are of many kinds the prickly is best for pickles but generally bitter the white is difficult to raise and tender choose the bright green smooth and proper sized melons the watermelons is cultivated on sandy soils only. Above latitude forty-one and a half, if a stratum of land be dug from a well, it will bring the first year good watermelons. The red cord are highest flavored. A hard rind proves them ripe. Muskmelons are various. The rough-skinned are best to eat. The short round, fair-skinned, is best for mangoes. Lettuce is of various kinds. The purple spotted leaf is generally the tenderest, and free from bitter. Your taste must guide your market. Cabbage requires a page. They are so multiferous. Note, all cabbages have a higher relish that grow on new, unmatured grounds. 
If grown in an old town and on old gardens, they have a rankness, which at times may be perceived by a fresh-air traveller. This observation has been experienced for years, that cabbages require new ground, more than turnips. The low Dutch only will do in old gardens. The early Yorkshire must have rich soils. They will not answer for winter. They are easily cultivated and frequently brought to market in the fall, but will not last the winter. The green Savoy, with the richest crinkles, is fine and tender, and although they do not head like the Dutch or Yorkshire, yet the tenderness of the out-leaves is a counterpose. It will last through the winter and are high-flavored. The yellow Savoy takes next rank, but will not last so long. All cabbages will mix and participate of other species like Indian corn. They are called best in plants, and a true gardener will, in the plant, describe those which will head and which will not. This is new but a fact. The gradations in the Savoy cabbage are discerned by the leaf. The richest and most scalloped and crinkled and thickest green Savoy falls little short of a cauliflower. The red and reddest small tight heads are best for slaw. It will not boil well, comes out black or blue, and tinges other things with which it is boiled. Beans. The clabbered bean is easiest cultivated and collected, are good for string beans, will shell, must be polled. The Windsor bean is an earlier good string or shell bean. Cranberry bean is rich but not universally approved equal to the other two. Frost bean is good only to shell. Six weeks bean is a yellowish bean, and early brought forward and tolerable. Lazy bean is tough and needs no pole. English bean, what they denominate the horse bean, is mealy when young, is profitable, easily cultivated, and may be grown on worn-out grounds. As they may be raised by boys, I cannot but recommend the most extensive cultivation of them. The small white bean is best for winter use and excellent. Calivants are run out, a yellow small bush, a black speck or eye, are tough and tasteless, and little worth in cookery, and scarcely bear exportation. Peas, green peas. The crown imperial takes rank in point of flavor. They blossom purple and white on the top of the vines, will run from three to five feet high, should be set in light sandy soil only, or they run too much to vines. The crowned pea is second in richness of flavor. The rendezvous is large and bitterish. Early Carlton is produced first in the season. Good. Marrow fats, green, yellow, and is large, easily cultivated, not equal to others. Sugar pea needs no bush. The pods are tender and good to eat, easily cultivated. Spanish manrato is a rich pea, requires a strong high bush. All peas must be picked carefully from the vines as soon as dew is off, shelled and cleaned without water, and boiled immediately. They are thus the richest flavored. Herbs useful in cookery. Thyme is good in soups and stuffings. Sweet marjoram is used in turkeys. Summer savory, ditto, and in sausages and salted beef and legs of pork. Sage is used in cheese and pork, but not generally approved. Parsley, good in soups, and to garnish roast beef, excellent with bread and butter in the spring. Pennyroyal is a high aromatic, although a spontaneous herb in old ploughed fields, yet might be more generally cultivated in gardens and used in cookery and medicines. 
sweet thyme is most useful and best approved in cookery. Fruits Pears. There are many different kinds, but the large bell pear, sometimes called the pound pear, the yellowest is the best, and in the same town they differ essentially. Hard winter pear are innumerable in their qualities, are good in sauces and baked. Harvest and summer pear are a tolerable dessert and are much improved in this country, as all other fruits are by grafting and inoculation. Apples are still more various, yet rigidly retain their own species, and are highly useful in families, and ought to be more universally cultivated, excepting in the compactest cities. There is not a single family but might set a tree in some otherwise useless spot, which might serve the twofold use of shade and fruit, on which twelve or fourteen kinds of fruit trees might easily be engrafted, and essentially preserve the orchard from the intrusions of boys, etc., which is too common in America. If the boy who thus planted a tree, and guarded and protected it in a useless corner, and carefully engrafted different fruits, was to be indulged free access into orchards, whilst the neglectful boy was prohibited, how many millions of fruit-trees would spring into growth, and what a saving to the Union! The net saving would, in time, extinguish the public debt and enrich our cookery. Currants are easily grown from shoots trimmed off from old bunches, and set carelessly in the ground. They flourish on all soils, and make good jellies. Their cultivation ought to be encouraged. Black currants may be cultivated, but until they can be dried and until sugars are propagated, they are in a degree unprofitable. Grapes are natural to the climate, grow spontaneously in every state in the Union, and ten degrees north of the line of the Union. The Madeira, Lisbon, and Malaga grapes are cultivated in gardens in this country, and are a rich treat or dessert. Trifling attention only is necessary for their ample growth. End of Part 2 of American Cookery by Amelia Simmons